Hello, welcome to the Swinging Friars podcast. Yes, that is Nando swinging a grand fucking slam. This home run, though, led to a lot of controversy that I really want to get into. <clears throat> I have some odd takes, uh, but I just want to give my thoughts on the whole thing because I think it's just so overblown in some areas, and I really want to get into it. <clears throat> First thing... Um, I'll talk about the lead. To me, I want, I'll give you guys some perspective first on how I see it. Normally, uh, unwritten rules, I don't really care um, about any of them. Um, just like, I don't know, because it's like there's also like unwritten rules are like bunting against shifts, against in a no hitter, and it's just like that one. I, would, I don't know. It's kind of tough because some of them are tough, but there's some that I just I don't care for like that one no um no bat flips and just little stuff like that that I I don't like it when it when it stops players from having fun or doing amazing things <clears throat> but to move on from that I the lead wasn't big enough to say oh why did you do that um I mean, that if I'm not mistaken, Oakland just came back against the Giants a few nights ago, and I think it was the same deficit or around the same thing. And, I mean, we they've seen our bullpen. Like, <laughs> our bullpen's ass, so anything could happen. <clears throat> In terms of... <sighs> I don't mind Nando swinging uh, 3-0. I don't mind it at all. Um... I'm going to give you guys the perspective that I see from Tingler first. And the perspective I see is um, I don't think he should be fired, which I'm seeing a lot suggested. I think that's pretty dumb to want to fire a manager. Um, I've been hearing podcasts and stuff, an an ex-general manager, um, he was kind of on Tingler's side, like, yeah, like, and it when I heard in that podcast was exactly what I was thinking is Tingler is a manager. If he gives you a sign, I expect him to get upset if you ignore the sign. Now he didn't ignore it. It seems like he never saw it. Whatever. Um, same thing, right? Like he probably knew the sign was coming and he didn't want it. And I, he's a manager. Like he's pretty much like a coach, right? And He's coached up this kid, and I, I like that he's been hard on him because I feel like I feel like if we had Andy Green this year, we would see a Tatis Jr. that is closer to last year's compared to this year's. Now, Tatis has gotten a bit so much better in the offseason and stuff, but little things when he's up to bat, I've noticed that he's really worked on. Like, he's taking better pitches. He's swinging at stuff. That like, like sometimes he would just have those at-bats that Meyer has sometimes where it's just like, whoa, like, what the, what's, what's going on here? You know, kind of thing. Like, that was pretty bad. Um, and I don't see that no more. Like, his, his approach at the plate is really good. And I feel like some of that is Tingler. Now, somebody did correct me and told me, you know what he does. His dad taught him a lot in the offseason. I'm sure of that. 
I feel like some part of it has to do with Tingler too and like how he trains them and stuff like that. And being a Browns fan and seeing what ba- what happened to Baker Mayfield last year, which is pretty much he got the coach that he wanted. It was a fun-loving coach, a coach that wasn't strict. And he just he didn't progress. He went backwards. He thought he had it. He thought he made it. And while Tatis is a is an all-star, um, he's not perfect yet. What I would say perfect is like a trout, like a griffey, close to perf- pretty much what you would consider perfect in baseball. Obviously, nobody's gonna hit every every ball. Um, but I I enjoy seeing Tingler like this because I want my manager to not be so happy when players are doing what they want instead of like kind of what he wants in certain scenarios, right? Like if 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 it's for some reason, for some weird reason, it's a three in it's a three and one count and Tingler puts a hit and run. And if, if Tatis wouldn't wouldn't swing, I would want him to get on him. Even if it led to a walk, right? Like look like if he ignores a sign, I'm just giving that as an example. That's kind of a weird example. I'm just trying to give you an example. Like, if he's ignoring signs, at sometimes I want him. I don't care who it is. I want him to get on him. Um, like, that's that's what I want my manager, who manages my players, to do. Um, what I don't agree with Tingler is how he did it in the post um, press conference, and he kind of like told them. Like, he kind of burned him out. But I think also the problem is people are making it seem like um, he called out Tatis, like, so bad. Like, he, people are making it sound like he said, oh, Tatis uh, disgraced the game by not following the unwritten rules. He didn't say that. He just, he mostly mentioned we gave him a sign. He didn't do it. Maybe he's just a super honest guy. I don't know. But, I mean... We're going from that. That's what Tinger's mad about. Tinger was somewhat upset or whatever he was about the sign. And he did work for the Rangers. And so did AJ Preller, who who was the first. When you watch Tatis' home run, he actually, uh, he hypes, he's getting hyped up by Hosmer. Uh, Hosmer. And then um, you could see him like put his hands out like, what, what happened? Or something. And it's AJ Preller who was actually talking to him, who also worked for the Rangers. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a respect thing, right? And they're older people, like they're going to have that mindset of like, oh, that's kind of like rubbing it in their face kind of thing. I don't mind it, like I'm saying, but I'm just trying to give you guys this perspective of a Tingler, AJ Preller. Nobody's taking shit, talking shit to AJ Preller, who also who pretty much was the one that told Tatis something first. Um, in it's kind of like when I watch, uh, sometimes I watch soccer, and if a player left a team in good terms, when he scores against that team in the future, he doesn't celebrate. He puts his hands up and he's kind of like, kind of like a, kind of like respect, you know? And I kind of put this into this game where it's like, it was kind of a respect thing for me. I I honestly, I don't care. If, like, for me, if I was Tinker, I wouldn't care that I played with this team. Um, but he did. 
So I can I can understand the perspective. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. I'm not going to be like fire tingler. Now, in the perspective of the opposing team's manager, he's fucking stupid, man. Like, I've seen so many things on the internet about like he's the one that uh when Machado swung 3-0 when they were only up like five runs or something, six runs. He was like dabbing him up when he was going around the around third base. Um, the Rangers did score thirty runs on fuck. I forgot who it was. Oh, I think the Orioles. They scored thirty runs against the Orioles. But we're talking about a seven-run lead with a team that has a bad bullpen, right? It's kind of like um, I don't know. I just I thought that was fucking stupid. And after the game, I do kind of like. I gave him props for that because he didn't like, he just said he didn't like it, but he says things are changing. Like he didn't say like, he don't, he didn't sound super negative, but like still like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of a bitch move. And Hosmer, for some reason, Hosmer's getting shit. (laughs) Um, Okay. So pretty much he went to first when he grounded out, I think grounded out something. And he, it looks like he told them we'll talk to him. And people interpreted that, and then he was yelling. I don't know what people saw. He was obviously yelling or being upset. He wasn't yelling, but he was, like, talking loudly or upset. And he had his hand kind of pointed point, – oh, I can't talk right now. He had his hand, like, pointed outwards, like like his hand was open and he was pointing that way. Usually when somebody's like that, they're saying, like, well, what the fuck do you want us to do? Like, kind of, like, you know, pointing at them. And – uh I'm just trying to read body language because I can't read his lips or anything. But it seemed like he was kind of like, well, what the fuck do you want us to do? Like, it's only seven runs, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then Kirby, it looked like Kirby said something back like, yeah, just throw a better pitch or something, right? Because Tatis never looked. And he didn't look upset, right? He just looked like he was, like, chilling and enjoying the game. He never once, like, looked at Hosmer. Hosmer and Kirby both they didn't like touch Tatis or look at Tatis. They didn't say anything to Tatis. So I didn't understand this whole narrative of like Hosmer is trying to like keep down this kid and teach him the ways of the unwritten rules and stuff. I didn't understand that. Um, I love Hosmer, so I'm not trying to be biased, but to me, that's what it was. He's just, you know, it's like when somebody tells you something and you're, and you don't want to start anything. So you're just like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk to him or yeah. Oh yeah. My bad dog. Yeah. I got you. Even though you're like in your head, you're like, eh, fuck these guys. That's just how he was. Like, he's not, Hosmer's just not going to be starting shit, you know? And I don't mind that. Uh, some people wanted him to say, like, oh, well, fuck you guys or back and boy up. And it's just like, I don't know. Maybe he has friends that used to, used to be teammates with that are right there. And they probably just went, like, yo, what's up with your boy Tatis? What's, what's up with that? That's it, you know? Um, when they threw behind Machado, I didn't like that. You could tell Machado was like, just not nodding his head, like, "Ah, you, I knew it, I knew it, you motherfuckers," and I didn't like it. I'm actually surprised he got suspended. I guess it's a reliever, so it's not a big deal. But I'm just, I don't know why. I just thought it was surprising he was gonna get suspended. I, I didn't think they would. Um, but yeah, this whole situation, and and I guess Tatis, I need to talk about. Um. Tatis needs to do himself. Tatis shouldn't. I kind of don't mind him still being held by Tingler in some situations. We're telling him, 
All right, three and zero. Don't swing. Um, I still don't mind it, just because he's so young, right? Like, I don't want his mindset to. I don't want Tingler to give him the mindset of, dude, you're so great already that like you can you can do whatever you want, you know? Like, I don't want him to have that mindset because he is great, but I still want him to grow. Tatis has so much room to grow still, and he's already fucking elite. And a good manager is not gonna tell you you're great yet. They're gonna keep. Any negative that they see from you, they're gonna tell you. And I kind of, I kind of see that by him not letting him swing 3-0, kind of like that. You're not, you're not great yet. Don't think you're great yet. No, you're not great yet. Kind of like that's a good mentality that a manager should bring to a player. Um, and I, I feel like people are seeing the everything that Tingler did as a negative. Like we should be fired. How dare he? Um, it's the whole Andy Green thing again. I'm like, no, trust me. Andy Green would have handled this whole situation so weird. He would have called out Tatis. Um, I don't know. It's just he would have. I don't know. Everything would have been different with with Andy Green. I don't know. It's just he's Andy Green was a little a little bitch. Um, but yeah, that's for that situation. That's pretty much all I had to say. It was just, I think he got way too overblown. Um. Not in the, I mean, in the terms of Tingler, I feel like this whole thing about them talking about unwritten rules, I think that's great. I don't mind it. Um, I, I kind of want baseball to become a sport where it's like Soto does his thing, um, Tatis can stare at balls, Will Myers can do bat flips all he wants. Pitchers, like if pitchers want to strike out somebody and then like stare a batter down, fuck it, go for it. I don't give a fuck. Like that's great to me. Um. I, I don't mind it. Like, like I'd rather you do that than be throwing at batters, right? Like, to me, that's that's what I would rather have. Um, also, I would like to talk about just what I'm seeing with the Padres right now. I think they have a, I, they have Rangers. If I'm not mistaken, it's Rangers, Astros, Seattle or something. Something like that. Did we face Seattle already? No, we haven't faced Seattle. Um... From what I've seen, I, I honestly, I, it's so hard because Grisham's kind of like your leadoff guy, but I kind of want Cronenworth up there too. Like I don't know how you do it, but man, like Machado seems like he's starting to heat up. It seems like a lot of teams in the MLB are starting to show their true colors. Like you're starting to see batters hit, like warm up, and you're starting to see, uh, um, I mean, not our, not our bullpen, but other bullpens. You're starting to see them do better. I feel like teams are kind of becoming what they were supposed to be a little bit. Um, so hopefully that means Machado will warm up and start hitting the ball. He's hitting the ball good recently. Before it was just like, like, fuck, man. Like, he wasn't hitting the ball hard. He was swinging at, there was pitches down the middle that he was missing badly. And, um, but no, I hope he turns it around. Uh, Grisham, I, I, I still love Grisham. I like what I'm seeing. He's he's digressed a little bit, but whatever. But everybody else, I, I, I like, I want Hosmer, Tatis, Machado, Cronenworth, Grisham up top, and then Myers. And I would love a lineup that it's like against righties, you go, you go, um, Grisham, Tatis, Hosmer. Machado, Cronenworth, Myers, and then against lefties, they go Myers lead off or second, uh, then Grisham, Grisham um, then Tatis, then Machado, 
or Machado sex. I don't know, something like that. I just want I want the guys who are performing better up top because it seems like they're kind of spread out right now. It's like Myers is hitting six or seven sometimes. Uh, I, I want the good ones up. I want I like what I'm seeing when Tatis has runners on right now. Like he hit a fucking grand slam, he hit a three run bomb. I want runners in front of Tatis because like the speed is great and all, but if he's like he's not scoring unless he steals twice sometimes when when he's uh when he's on base and like uh Machado is up or or Fent when Fam was playing. Um so I kind of want to see him. I still want to see him second or third. I, I, I want I want leadoff to be like for Grisham or even fucking Myers. I don't mind if it's against a lefty. Um, in terms of uh, pitching, I, I I'm I am kind of worried about Patino because I feel like Pat, Patino is a dangerous one. Like. Gore, we know what Gore's going to be. Gore has a whole bunch of pitches. He's going to be fine. And But Patino was... This was a big year for Patino because he was going to spend like a month or two or three down in the minors. He was going to get a lot of innings. And he was going to come up and start. Like, to me, he was going to come up and start this year. Like, around... Uh, I don't know, around like September, he probably would have been called up. Or August, maybe does a few bullpen and then starts as a starter. And... This is different. This is not. I don't think Preller wanted this, man. Like this is bad, to me. Like this. I mean, this could be bad because he's not getting his innings in the minors. He's not working on control or mechanics or anything like that. He he's just been playing at the the complex or whatever, and he's getting bullpen games, but he's not doing it every day. Um. I don't know. He just looks. I feel like. This Patino is so off to what we would have gotten if we had a regular season and Patino would have been called up in August. And that worries me because he's the one that I feel like needed this year the most. Like out of all the prospects and stuff, he needed this year to... I feel like he would have benefited the most this year from having a regular regular season. Um, Gore, I'm not worried about... Um, I am worried about Baez also because I don't know where the fuck he's been. I feel like he was solid last year and we just kind of like lost him. I don't know. I don't. He's not hurt if I'm not mistaken. He's not. I feel like he could be such a good arm and he could become like Pomerantz, like where we use him in the seventh or eighth, and then Pomerantz comes in and close now. Because um, we we Pomerantz looks like he's trying to become our. Well, he's gonna become our closer most time most of the time. And we need a guy that replaces Pomerantz's role where it's just like, when we need a guy coming in that's good, he comes in. And Bio, I feel like Bias could do that really well. And Morihon pitched today. Morihon, Morihon is fucking exciting. Um, he, uh, he's, he's just exciting. Like, dude was, he's got a fucking knuckle change. Like, what the fuck? I was watching, um, I was watching the Texas broadcast just because, uh, I don't know, just because. And they were as soon as they showed the 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 grip, they were like, "Whoa, whoa, what is this side? It's got side uh spin. What what is this?" And uh, like, and then I went back to the Padres broadcast, and I guess Mud was like, "It's a knuckle change." And then I was like, "Damn, this is like exciting." <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, damn, this guy's throwing 98," and um, painting is just a slider look good. 
I, it was like the first batter I noticed it with True. I was just like, oh man, this, this looks good. So far, this looks good. Uh, I'm exciting. I, I hope they're able to stretch him out. I'm not really an expert in like how long that takes. If it takes only a few games for them to stretch him out into like six or innings or so, you know, I don't know how that works that well. But I, if they can, I, I hope he can become a reliable starter because that would be nice. Or if him and Patino could kind of develop good and become like Joey Lucchese and Kyle Quantrill, but like super upgraded. That would be nice because that would be such a good change of pace. It's just like more home to Patino, boom, right? It's just, oof, that sounds so good. Um, and I've been hearing about trades. Honestly, I don't really want to do any trades. Um, this is a weird year and so many teams are going to make it. And let's just say the Padres are fucking first place. We're fucking first place. And we might have to face, like, the Braves. I don't care what team we have. I don't care who we trade for. We could easily be eliminated. We lose the first game. Let's say Paddock has a fucking nightmare start or or Lamette can't control for some reason. And we get lit up or whatever. We just lose. And then next game is pressure, and we could just easily lose one out of two. I, I, don't, I don't like trading our future. Like, I don't want to be trading Morahone for... I don't know, like somebody that could help us this year, right? Because it's just like this year is so it's it's gonna be such a toss up. Um, I wouldn't mind trading for somebody that is like controllable, like kind of like how people were talking about Lindor before. Um, obviously we can't trade for Lindor because the Indians are doing very good, but I wouldn't mind trading for somebody that is like controllable two, three seasons from now. Um, sure, like I wouldn't mind. But right now, like, I don't really see anybody that would be of that nature. Um, if it's somebody like a Gallo or something, sure, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> sure, fuck it. Go bye-bye, Morone. Uh, I don't think the Texas Rangers would trade Gallo, but somebody like that, sure. You know, if we could play him a few more seasons from now, but if not, I'm not really... I don't want to be throwing away a few prospects for a guy for just this year. When it's 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 such a crazy year, man. Like, it could be the fucking Marlins and the fucking uh, Oakland Athletics in the in the in the World Series, right? Like, I, I don't know, shit. It's just whoever's hot. It's literally whoever is hot. Almost every year, it's like whoever finishes off like hot and is hitting well usually has a good postseason. But right now, it's like really for sure gonna be whoever's hot because. You don't even have time to, like, be cold. It's like you start the season and you probably get hot around the 40, 50 game mark. And you don't have time to be, like, cold again and they get hot again and they get cold. No, like, whoever gets hot at the right time is going to be have such an advantage. Um, so I don't really want to do trades at all. I'm not really interested in doing any trades at all. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Didn't really want to do a long podcast because I didn't really, honestly, I didn't really have that many topics to talk about. I was just mostly wanted to talk about the Tingler and Tati situation, and hopefully, I don't know, people kind of don't think of Tingler that negative no more. I still have negative some some negative thoughts about Tingler because he didn't back up Tatis and stuff like that. We could have said something else. 
but I like firing him. Like, come on, man. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, all right, boys. So that's uh, that's all for today. Thank you for listening.